0: made me practice every detail of everything that I'm preaching to you because the last two weeks there may have been a little bit of grumbling in the Cartret household as we have adjusted to the pressures of me being a homeschool teacher (laughs) and Jamie is laughing hysterically because she's been in the office with me most days seeing me weep and gnash my teeth but no for real it has been a challenge And I have been on my knees and on my face in prayer. Lord, how am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? And I'm just going to be completely transparent with you, with what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me. This is how we work. So I go to the Lord and I say, I I have nothing left. Like, I'm done. I'm about to, you know, does anybody want a child? Because I have one for adoption. (laughs) I'm just kidding He's not in here. That's a good thing. But um, anyways, so I just go to him and I pray, Lord, help me. Help me. And this is basically what he said to me. He said, Anne, you are full of the Holy Spirit of God. And guess what? Complaining and grumbling should be a foreign language for you. So shut your mouth and ask me to give you some gratitude instead. So you need to change your perspective right now. And you need to start thinking about what you are thankful for in this situation. Okay, Lord. Ah. But, you know, it seemed like torture at first, I'm going to be honest. But then he started telling me, "And you are getting extra time with your boys that you would not have had otherwise. You are getting an opportunity to disciple them through a challenging situation and help them learn how to persevere in something they don't want to be doing. Okay? And those are just a couple of things that you pointed out to me. And believe it or not, as I started focusing on those things, funny how my heart shifted. And yeah, are we still having some challenges and hard times? Yes. But am I able to look at them in a different way as I am waiting? Because now my grumbling has been framed and changed to gratitude? Definitely. So what a blessing that the Holy Spirit can literally replace our grumbling with gratitude. So what I've been asking myself this week, and I want you, what, want you to ask yourselves as well, is before we speak, or for that matter, even post anything online, let's ask ourselves, is this grumbling or is this God-honoring? And you know what? If it's God-honoring, awesome. If it's not, just Stop. And say, Holy Spirit, I need you right now to give me some reasons that I can be grateful. Because I promise you, if we would even spend two minutes really thinking about how many things we are blessed with, our perspective would change just like that. All right. Let's keep reading. Verse 10 and 11. For examples of patience and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, look at the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy so step number three here today is to partner with the Holy Spirit for guidance. And that text says to look back to the prophets and see how they responded under suffering and through hardship. And so I, I was trying to think, huh, what prophets should I look back to? And because, you know, like I told you, I was in a little bit of a grumbly mood this week. Jeremiah really caught my eye. If you guys know much about Jeremiah, his nickname was the weeping prophet because he was so whiny. And (laughs) he did have a tendency throughout the entire book of Jeremiah. And then all of lamentations, we get that word lament. Lamentations means to cry out. And lamentations was also written by Jeremiah, but he grumbled. And he had a hard time, but he also walked with the Lord. So I thought, okay, I'm going to look back to Jeremiah here for a minute. Interesting, interesting story. It could totally be a Netflix original. If you ever want an interesting read, go to the book of Jeremiah. But anyways, he was called by the Lord to be a prophet to the nation of Israel from the earliest age. He was a boy. And right off the bat, he started complaining, Lord, I can't do this. I'm too young. I don't know what to say. But God said, no, I've chosen you. You're going to go. You're going to do what I've called you to do. You're going to basically bring this really unpopular message to my people that their idolatry is leading them to destruction and that they need to turn from their evil ways, basically, and come back to me. So when you're young and you go out to a people who think they know what they're doing and start giving a message like that, it's not super popular, right? But on the flip side, Jeremiah had to have been thinking, but I mean, I was called by God at the earliest of ages. And surely he loves me and his favor is on me and he's going to be with me. So yes, let's go. This is great. Huh. Well, a couple chapters in, all of a sudden we see not so much. Poor Jeremiah. <laughs> Let's see. Throughout his life and ministry, his family turned against him and plotted to kill him. He was accused of treason and thrown into jail. Falsely accused, I might add. Okay, he was attacked, whipped, put in stocks. And to top it all off, he was actually thrown into an empty well and left there. So, okay, Lord, I'm so glad I signed up to take this message. <laughs> Right? What must he have actually have been thinking? No wonder he was a weeping prophet. It was like one thing after another, after another, after another. And I'm sure he was constantly waiting to see the Israelites change their ways. And it just never seemed to happen. Do you guys ever feel like that? Like, wow, I have given my life to the Lord. He has called me, but yet I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for that good thing. I'm waiting for the benefit, right? And sometimes I think we can get a little like that. So why didn't he just quit? Why do you think he didn't just say enough? Like, it's obviously not worth serving you, Lord. I'm getting nothing for it. My life is miserable. Here's what I think. I think from the earliest time where God first called Jeremiah out, Jeremiah learned to recognize the father's voice and he walked so closely with him that that voice was the loudest thing he could hear. It was louder than the discouragement. It was louder than the fear. It was louder than his impatience. It was louder than any of his circumstances. Okay, because he knew the voice of the Lord and he was confident in that voice. So I want to just take you through just a couple of these things here in Jeremiah's life. If you turn to Jeremiah chapter 10. Verse 19 is where we're going to start. So Jeremiah 10 verse 19. And here's Jeremiah whining. And legitimately, I would be whining too if this were my life. So Jeremiah 10, 19 says, my wound is severe and my grief is great. My sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. So he had an incurable illness. I don't know if he was just heart sick or legitimately seriously sick, but he was sick. He says, my home is gone and no one is left to help me rebuild it. He was homeless. My children have been taken away and I will never see them again. (laughs) So his kids had been taken away. He was not in a great spot right now. But here's what I want you to know. Looking down a couple verses to verse 23, Jeremiah begins to pray. And if you read through the book of Jeremiah, you'll repeatedly see this pattern where he whines and complains, pours out all his complaints to the Lord, and then he starts praying for a change of heart. And this is what he says. I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own we are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. So he knew, he knew right away. He said, okay, so yes, I'm frustrated. Yes, about the worst things that could possibly happen to a human have happened to me. But Lord, I know my life is not my own, that I am on mission for you. And basically I'm going to point people to you. I'm going to know you and I'm going to make you known from the beginning of my life to the very end. If there's nothing else, if I never get my home back, if I never get my kids back, I'm going to know you. I'm going to make you known. And that's how he was able to wait and continue to press on into what God was calling him to do, despite all those trials. All right, James also goes on then, and he mentions Job. And I'm not going to go into Job in detail today, but I'll give you some homework. Job was another guy, if you're familiar at all with the Old Testament, you know that he went through insane amounts of trials. Okay, and he wasn't really happy about it either. So if you want some homework this week, go and read Job 31, 33 through 36. Basically, all of 31, he basically complains and brings all his complaints before the Lord, as many as he could possibly list. (laughs) And then turn to Job 42, 1 through 6. Job 42, 1 through 6, and you will see that his perspective totally changes and goes from misery to trusting in God's sovereignty. And that's what I want you guys to understand today is that God can handle your frustration over your waiting. He's big enough, doesn't take him by surprise. He created you so he understands it. So go to him. Don't feel like you have to hide from him. Don't you dare let the enemy tell you you have to be ashamed if you're feeling frustrated with a waiting situation. Don't you dare. It's just an opportunity for you to draw nearer to your father and let him breathe his grace onto you and strengthen you for what's next. Okay, he wants to walk with you through it, whatever it is. Just like he's been holding my hand this week as I've been online teaching saying, you can do it, you can do it, let's go. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness, right? He's so faithful. And He wants to help you thrive during seasons of waiting so that your life is telling a story to people that are watching that you're not being down and discouraged and living in despair and fear because you have the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ in your life empowering you to be all that He created you to be every minute of every day. Are you with me on that? Okay, so let's, let's just review real quick here. So this week you're gonna practice patience based on the proper perspective. You say, how do I do that? How do I even start? Well, first of all, make sure you are in the Word. Guys, I cannot say that enough. We cannot know God's perspective if we don't know His truth, if we are not in His Word. Get on your Bible app, look up a devotional, but get in the Word. Put Bible verses on your mirror in the morning, put them on your steering wheel, put them in your office. Whatever you need to do to get His Word and His perspective in front of you, do it. Listen to worship music. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, let's commit this week to getting rid of grumbling and asking asking Him to help us replace it with gratitude. Okay, and then number three, we're gonna partner with the Holy Spirit. We're gonna be honest with Him when we are feeling discouraged about waiting and we're gonna allow him to replace that discouragement with his joy and his peace. So this morning, is there anybody in here at all or is it just me that is going through a season where you just feel like you were in limbo and you're waiting? If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand so I can see it and I know I'm not alone? I wanna pray for you guys. Cause I know, I mean, waiting is always hard. This year, it feels especially so. But I believe that God can make beauty and greatness come out of this season, whatever you're in. So you just bow your heads and close your eyes with me and I'm gonna go ahead and pray for us. Father God, you saw those hands and you know that as humans stuck in the constraints of time and space that waiting is sometimes so hard and we want to use our human reasoning to wish it away and to explain why it shouldn't be happening. But Father God, you are so much greater than our emotions and you are at work, you are on the throne. So Father, I just pray for your peace and your power more than ever to come and meet every single one of these people that are struggling with seasons of waiting right now, that it would come and meet them right where they are. Lord God, that they would leave victorious today knowing that you are charting their path and you are with them every step of the way. All they need to do is continue to come to you, listen to your voice, and trust that you are guiding and directing them. And Father, I ask too, if there is anybody in here this morning that has never begun a personal relationship with you, I pray that right now you would speak to their hearts that you would begin drawing them to you and that you would let them know that today is the perfect time to start that relationship. If that is you in here this morning and you don't even have a clue what I've been talking about and it just seems foreign, but you know that you need a little bit more peace and joy in your life, I just encourage you to pray it doesn't have to be fancy it's just a prayer acknowledging that you cannot do this life on your own that you totally believe that jesus christ Son his only son to die on the cross for your sins so that you could live in eternity forever with him so if you need to pray that just go ahead however the lord leads you if you're online You can click the little raise your hand button, and we would love to pray with you after the service here. If that's something that you're interested in, just come up and let one of the pastors know. We'd love to pray with you. So Father, again, we just pray for your strength and your peace for every one of us today, that this would be the greatest week of bringing glory and honor and fame to your name that this community has ever seen. We love you, Lord, and we praise you for the honor and privilege of worshiping you in your name. Amen.